I just want to start off by saying we will give him praise, glory, and honor, right? Our very lips will speak of his glory and his wonder. Come on, we are the bride of Christ, and we're not ashamed, nor will we shrink back from decreeing his goodness, from decreeing his glory. Amen? We are called by God. You are called by God to give him praise. You're called by God to let the word of truth go forth. You're called, anointed, and appointed by God to rise up in this day and this hour. And it really is what you just prophesied. It really does go right along with what you just said. That, see, God has placed you. He could have placed you here. He could have placed you in another season, in another century, another day, another hour. But he placed you here now in this day and age because he believes that whom you are and who he has instructed you to be is the perfect, perfect example for this culture and what they need. You know, you are called by God and you are his mouthpiece for this culture. Do I have a people that realize that they are God's chosen vessel today? You're God's chosen vessel today and willing to step into whatever that may be today. Right? A simple yes in your spirit. A simple yes magnifying the Lord your God. We're going to magnify his name every day, every day. Right? So my, my message today is about hidden to be displayed. You are hidden to be displayed, saith the Lord. Psalm 32, 7 says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. How many of you know firsthand that the Lord is your hiding place? In 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, we have a very familiar story. It talks about Elijah, and it talks about how this man of God, this prophet of God, was used by God to be his mouthpiece and to actually go forth and to speak a very specific word to the king, King Ahab at that season in time, uh, wicked King Ahab. See, God will use a vessel. Say, he will use a vessel that is willing and yielded to bring him glory, right? So God hides us for a season. I want to set this up first. God hides us for a season until certain storms sometimes pass by. There are storms that you are not aware of that are actually passing you by and you have no clue. You have no clue. But God sometimes will hide you for a season in order to allow that storm to pass by and you didn't even know there was even a storm on the horizon because he's a good God. And he doesn't always reveal everything to us. He doesn't reveal what we don't need to know. So he sometimes will cause you to be hidden because there's a storm that you are unaware of that is actually passing you by, and then, and only then, will he actually display you for his glory because he wants to activate you to new levels. He wants to activate you to new levels. Well, you know what? I'm just going to encourage myself in the Lord then today. Because if that doesn't encourage you, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. You know what? Sometimes when we're hidden for his glory, he wants to actually activate you to new levels. But there's a season of hiddenness that he is saying, I want you to realize I am doing something. And if I were to release you right now, it wouldn't be as grand, as great, as big, as powerful as it actually could be 
if you just trust me, saith the Lord, in the process. Just trust me in the process because I know what I'm doing. He knows what he is doing. So Elijah, at the instruction of the Lord, key point, key point, Elijah, at the instruction of the Lord, released a word. He released the word of the Lord. Say, he released the word of the Lord. And then he ran, and then he hid by the brook at the Lord's commandment. He released this powerful word, and then he ran, and then he hid. And it may look like to some, well, that was a cowardly act. Gee, you released this powerful word that it's not going to rain for three and a half years, that there's going to be a drought, but then you run and you hide by the brook. That wasn't a cowardly act. That was an instruction of obedience because he heard God's voice and he was willing to follow it. See, sometimes we get things twisted and we think, well, wow, God is using that individual and they're doing some amazing things. What happened to him? Where are they now? Well, maybe, just maybe, as, Eli as the Lord told Elijah, it's time to go over here and be patient and seek my face. Sometimes, you know what the problem is, is that when people start to step out in the calling that God has for them and they start to do certain things and then they get, uh, and they won't hear when God says, I need you to take a little break. They won't hear when God says, I need you to step aside. All of a sudden, they think it's a punishment. All of a sudden, they think God is mad at them. All of a sudden, they think they did something wrong. Well, maybe you did, but maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it's just the pure instruction because God knows that if you just lay yourself down and rest at his instruction, that just maybe what he wants to do in your life is far, far bigger than if you just would have kept on going and never missed a beat. Oh, come on, am I speaking to anybody? Yes? Because I know that we have talked about this story in the past, about Elijah. But when the Lord was so emphasizing about the brook, he says, the brook, the brook. And I couldn't get past the brook. And the fact that he stayed at the brook, the fact that he allowed himself to be fed and nourished at the brook. Are we allowing the Lord to feed us and to nourish us at the brook? Or are we constantly trying to remove ourselves from the place that God says, I want you here? I want you to trust. I want you to trust me because there are greater things that you're going to be released if you delight yourself at the brook. Hallelujah. So he, he releases the word of the Lord. He runs. He hides. He's at the brook at the Lord's commandment, though, and he drinks from the brook. And we know the story because the ravens come and they feed him, right? They feed him both bread and meat. Morning and evening, morning and evening. And he was there for some time. And he trusted that his God was going to provide for him. And he did, miraculously, but he did, because we serve a miracle-working God. Amen? Come on. If you look at it in the natural, you would say there's no way, no how that this could have happened except for but God. We serve a but God, right? So God used him to do mighty acts and decree a mighty word, this drought, to this wicked king. And that was a powerful thing to do and a risky thing to do. And immediately he went into hiding, not cowardly, not at all, but one that would listen and obey the instruction of the Lord. There is something to be said about obedience unto the Lord because, you know, you want to go up and do more things and greater things for the kingdom than make sure that you're hearing him and make sure that you're obeying him. So now while he was hidden by the brook, say while he was hidden by the brook, unbeknownst to him, Jezebel was killing all of the prophets. Now, he doesn't know this. He's by the brook. 
Now we know that Obadiah came and he had saved, he had, he had took out what, a hundred of them and he put 50 in two different caves. So we know it wasn't all the prophets, but most of the prophets were being killed. They were all being slaughtered. They were being, they, Jezebel was that wicked, wicked queen and she couldn't stand men of God. She couldn't stand people of God. So here he is hiding, so to speak, by the brook. God is feeding him. God is allowing He's allowing ravens to come and to take care of his servant. His servant. While, all, all the while, you know, out there, if he would have not been at God's appointed place, he could have been one of those that were killed that day. If he had not been there. Now, do you think Elijah, Elijah knew? He didn't know. He just went at the instruction of the Lord. And here he was in this place just doing whatever God told him to do. And he was having his time with God. Can you trust God when he says, okay, hey, that was a great thing you did. And I want you to take a break. I want you to come over here. And it may look like to others and it may look like to you, you're on the sidelines. But what about that education? What about that degree? But how come I'm not using it? But wait a minute. How, how come, how come that it just didn't turn out the way I thought it would? Why is it that I seem to step into something, but it didn't go where how I wanted or thought it was going to go? What about that prophetic word? Whatever happened to that word? How come it's still not coming to pass? Well, what if God is saying, you know, for you to press in and to expect the immediate hand of God, you could actually be shortchanging yourself for the grander thing that he wants to do? Because God doesn't hide you for any other reason other than to equip you so that he can then display you. He wants to display you, but he wants to first make sure you're ready, you're ready, and the world is ready for you as well. It's true. Come on, what was happening? They were, they were killing these people. He could have been one of the many. Because you know why? Because Satan has a plan too. Satan has a plan too. Don't think he doesn't have a plan just because you got that prophetic word. Timing is everything. It's everything. So you may feel like you've answered the Lord's call, you know, and, but then you find yourself hidden away. You find yourself, huh, I thought I was going to be used more. I thought it was going to look a little different. Why is it taking so long? Okay? So you may be at the brook, but the Lord has you hidden at this brook. He has you separate. He has you set apart. And he has you protected. He has you so he can speak to you. He has you so that you can gain a level of intimacy that you would never have gained had you not taken this time with him. Well, everything that happens when you're at the brook, think about the brooks in your life for a moment. Everything that happened during those brooks, and what I'm referring to is those times where it was just you and the Lord. Uh, what I'm referring to is those times where you were just being fed by him. Nobody knew you. You know, you weren't doing anything outwardly for God. Nobody. But let me tell you, those times when it was just you and the Lord, do you know? that everything that happened and is happening right now in those times of intimacy with the Lord is preparing you for the greater, for the next day, for this new season? Do you know that if you don't allow him to work in you, that perfect work, that you will not be able to walk in the shoes that he's actually prepared for you to walk in? Do you know that if you allow him to fill you up with his spirit, to, to cause you to know your true identity in Christ, if you actually allow those hiddenness, those secret places, those times where you 
you're in the secret place with him where he's just he's just filling you up and he's healing you and he's lavishing you with his love do you know that if you don't allow him to do the perfect work that you actually won't be able to stand when you come out of that because there are great great assignments that want to cut down strong men and women of God strong I'm not talking about weak ones strong men and women of God but if you know your identity and if you've allowed the secret places the times in the secret place to really mold you to really shape you no matter what when you come out of that season or seasons because I believe there's more than just one season I believe that the Lord has multiple seasons in our lives where he says come away with me now hopefully that is an everyday thing Hopefully, the secret place that I'm talking about is an everyday encounter. But we know that there are seasons where God will have you come away for a longer time, uninterrupted. Cherish those times. Let him fill you in those times. Let him do what he wants to do in those times. It's, empower it's important, and it's very, very, very very powerful if you let him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So in the right time, the Lord told Elijah, and you guys know the story, I believe, but he told, he told him to go to Zarephath because there was a widow woman there that was going to provide. And this widow woman, as crazy as the story is, we know that this widow woman was nameless, right? She, we don't know her name. She was nameless to man, but we know that she was favored by God. And we know that God uses the most least likely things or people to actually accomplish his glory, his purposes. So how many of you in this room say, well, then I qualify. We all qualify. We qualify when we realize it's all about him. Humility to the Lord, obedience to the Lord, surrendered living to the Lord, holiness unto God, wanting to walk in that way, hearing his voice and doing it, that there's so much pleasure that we receive. There's so, there's so much healing that we receive. But the best thing is that we get to walk with this assurity that we have our Father's approval. How many of you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? How many? We all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the glory of the Lord. Enter in, enter in. So what you do at the times of the brook, the times when he has you at the brook, the times when he has you hidden, the times when he has you, when it may look like on the side, where it may look like how long, this is a long, this is crazy, how, when you could say, but God, the things that I'm enjoying in this secret place, far outmeasure anything that could actually compete with this. There's nothing that can compete with this. See, I believe that when you learn to stay hidden by the brook and drink from him, when you allow yourself, because you've said, Lord, teach me. I want to be yielded and, and just willing. Teach me. As I'm by the brook, as I'm in the secret place, as it seems like I'm still waiting for what you've promised, the promises, right? The prophetic words. When you learn to thrive in hidden places, and I think that's the key. Can you thrive in the hidden places? Can you thrive when the brook is all you see? Can you 
thrive. I didn't say just survive. Can you thrive? There's a whole, there's a big difference between surviving and thriving. See, because the personal growth that happens within us when we're hidden by the brook is going to determine, I want you to hear this, it's going to determine the depth that you will have for your next assignment. See, here's the problem. Herein lies the problem. I see it, and I believe it. Uh, I see people that are in position, public position, doing certain things in ministry. And you can see, mm, it's not going to last long. You can see, go back to the secret place is actually scary. It's actually, to, you know, I'll look at it and I'll say, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I hope and pray they go back to the secret place and get their, their everything. Because there's a danger. There's a danger in not really knowing who you are and stepping out and then not allowing him to continue to fill you. There's a danger. People want to operate in the anointing, but they don't want to sacrifice what will be required of them in order to really operate in the anointing that will last. Not just in the anointing for today, but in the anointing that will last. The anointing that lasts is a person, a vessel of honor that will be yielded to the Lord all the time. At all times. It, at all times. So the personal growth, I want to restate this point because I want you to get it. The personal growth that you achieve when you're hidden in, by the brook will determine. It will determine the depth that you will have for your next assignment. See, God is preparing you right now for your next assignment. He's preparing you right now. So Elijah was out the brook, and he was allowing the water that God brought, the water to continue to nourish, to continue to satisfy, to continue to quench his thirst. And it wasn't until that brook dried up that God says, now move. But sometimes what happens is people move before the brook dries up. God said, but there was so much more. I wanted to show you where are you going? Where are you going? Why have you left? You missed out on the best. I hope I'm speaking to somebody. See, see, we can miss out on the best, the real riches, because we go, oh, we got a little bit. It's like putting our feet in the, in the shallow end and going, hey, this is great. I love swimming. All you did was put your feet in the shallow end. But if you allow God to take you into the deep end, and if you allow yourself to be saturated in those waters and not just putting your toes in, if you allow God to saturate you, you'll see the depth that he'll put in you. And then he can entrust you for greater things. How many want to be entrusted for greater things? Absolutely. So, so here we have the instruction from Elijah. Okay. He released the word of the Lord. Obedience is key. First Kings 17. He released the word of the Lord. He heard the word of the Lord, so he knew what to release, right? Intimacy with the Lord. He, and then after that, be quick to enter the secret place. He was quick to enter the secret place. I mean, his secret place at that moment was right by the brook. His secret place was right by the brook, but he was obedient, and he did that. And then he wasn't just sitting there looking at the time. He wasn't just sitting there going, my gosh, you know, where's the sun? How much longer do I got to stay in this place? He wasn't just sitting there just kind of biding his time. He was drinking. He was drinking. Oh, 
Drink deep from the brook. Drink deep from the waters of his delight. Drink deep. Remember, thrive. Learn to thrive in this place. As we learn to thrive in this place, then is when Elijah then received his provision and his strategy for that next season. He received his provision and he received his strategy for that next season when he was faithful to not move until that brook dried up. Don't move until the brook dries up. Don't move until God says it's now time. Hallelujah. So Elijah ate the bread and the meat morning and, not, and, morning and evening, and the Lord was preparing him for his next assignment. He was hidden, but not forgotten. You are hidden. Some of you are hidden, but you're not forgotten. He was hidden to be strengthened. Say that over yourself. I may be hidden, but I'm hidden to be strengthened. He was hidden to capture his heart. Come on. God wants you to capture his heart. He's already captured you. He's already captured yours. He, he wants you to get that it's that reciprocal, just that love affair. It just goes back and forth. It's a divine relationship is what it is. Amen. And so hidden for advancement. Say that over your life. I am hidden for advancement. Psalm 119, 114 says, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. I'm going to repeat that scripture. Psalm 119, 114 says, you are my hiding place and you are my shield. I hope in your word. When you're by the brook, when it looks like nothing's going on, or when it looks like things are difficult and you're waiting for the change to come, Psalm 119, 114, you, Lord God, are my hiding place. You, Lord God, are my shield. I hope in your word and when you learn to hope in his word you start to become like his word you start to become like his word you start to have the hope you start to walk with that hope you start to breathe his word you start to see his word you start to be transformed this way and nothing has changed in the natural yet but everything has changed because spiritually everything is shifting in your life because you're starting to thrive in the secret place. How many say, I want to thrive in the secret place? I, I, may, I may be hidden, but Father, I want to thrive in the secret place because when I learn to thrive in the secret place, the depth that you will give me that I won't be able to acquire in any other way, but the depth that you give me in the secret place, I will then be able to be entrusted by you to go forth and give that out. Come on, we are one life. We have one chance in this world. And so, you know, I've, you've heard me say this before. I have one life to give. We have one life to give to him. And so we want to give him our all. We want to give him everything. We want to live our life so that it glorifies God. We have one chance to do that here on earth. I believe that the people that I'm speaking to today are so sold out that that's what they want to do, right? Psalm 17. In the book of Psalms, it's it's just full of scriptures that talk about this very thing. But Psalm 17, 8, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. He will keep you as the apple of his eye, and he will hide you under the shadow of his wings in the times that you need to be hidden because there's danger all around, but he will stretch out his wing, so to speak, and he will keep you under that wing, and he will protect you from what the enemy meant to come to destroy destroy you with the Lord is saying but I'm going to shelter you and in the sheltering I'm also healing and equipping you and empowering you 
Too many people want to be empowered, but they forget the hiding time, being sheltered by the secret, in the secret place. Psalm 27, 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide you. How many of you, how many of you can say, I find joy and delight in the presence of my king? I love to just be in his presence. And when I stay there, and the longer I stay there, the longer, it's like the more I become transformed, the more that I taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, when we sing our songs, we're not just singing songs. We're singing from our spirit. Our spirit man takes over. Our spirit man takes over. And it's actually a message for those that have ears to hear. It's actually a message, but not just a message that you can just in your mindset go, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. But in your spirit, man, you become awakened to the love of God because there's something that happens when we worship him with pure, holy, just an abandonment unto everything else and say, Lord, I'm yours in spirit and in truth. And that's what the Lord asks of us, to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so when we read scriptures like Psalm 27, 5, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. Oh, Lord, we just want to tabernacle with you. Lord, we just want to dine with you. Lord, we just want to sup with you. Lord, we just want to sit with you. Lord, we just want to seek your face, uh, your face only. Never forget that. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Hallelujah. You're seated high upon the rock. You're going to be able to see what you couldn't see before when the lower places of life or in the places where you never sat with him. He's going to reveal things to you. Psalm 3120 says, You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. See, you don't have to worry about what people may be saying about you. You don't have to worry about what the world is saying or not. Come on, sometimes we think people are saying so many things about us, but in reality, they're not even thinking about you. And we're all sitting there thinking about all the things they're saying and all the and they're probably not even thinking about you. Forget about saying things about you. Oh, Lord. I, I feel like there's just too much focus on self. Bottom line. Yeah, forgive us. Absolutely. Jesus, Jesus, when this can be more and all about him and not about us is when God's glory really starts to step in. When it can truly be the glory of God is what we seek and not ours is when we're going to see the greater move. Hearts that are abandoned to him. Who cares what is happening, what is being said and what is being done? Will you serve me, says the Lord? Will you allow it to strip you? Jesus, we've got to be people that are sold out, not people that are concerned about us, sold out. I want to give you glory, Father, regardless of what is happening. And I will give you glory, Father, regardless of what is being said. Come on, you know what? This is not the most popular message. But it is the right message it's the right message because you know what? If you, I believe we're going to enter into heaven one day and be surprised at how many people are not there. I do. I, I, I honestly believe that. And I know that that is the prophetic. I know that that's the, I know the mantle that I carry 
the whole, the prophetess mantle. Trust me when I say this. We've got to get our lives right. There's too much focus on us. If we would just say, Lord, strip me of my selfish desires, show them to me first, but then strip me of them because I really want to serve you with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my strength, with everything within me, Father. So there's pain. Of course there's pain. So there's lack. Of course there's lack. So there's disappointments. Of course there's disappointments. But when we said yes to Jesus, we didn't say yes because we were being promised something so grand and so beautiful. The thing that was promised that was grand and beautiful was already spoken, and it was on the cross. Jesus on the cross. His body, his body broken, his blood shed for us. 